Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Ridge Church of Christ podcast. My name is Phil Bruns, and thank you so much for taking time from your day to be with us. Well, if you looked in your closet, is there any old clothes that needs to be thrown out? Pants with holes in them, shirts that might be worn or torn? Well, if you're like me, there probably is a few things. But I'm going to share with you today something that's going to last forever, something that you'll always be able to hang your hat on, and something you can always count on in a message called, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lordy. Thank God, and thank God Almighty. You know, a few months ago, my wife and I were in Salzburg, Austria, walking around and enjoying the, the sights, enjoying the town there, and uh, standing in the, in the town square. You see a lot of people, a lot of vacationers, a lot of visitors, hear the church bells ringing, and saw the beautiful sky and the hills that were nearby. And I thought back to my father, who actually was in Salzburg at the back end of World War II. And I got on uh, Google to look at uh, old pictures uh, that were in uh, Salzburg taken uh, during World War II and shortly after, and thought back to my father being there at the time. And I really enjoy that. I really enjoy seeing those same buildings standing in the same same places that he might have been, or other people may have been back in, in the history um, and it was fun to think about that and think about how buildings, uh, they were the same now as they were back then. And, uh, but you know, when it comes to those kinds of things, those buildings someday will be gone, um, but they're still there today and, and I've very much got to enjoy that. There's other places when I think about natural places, there's a, a place not too far from here, a humpback rock that was there long ago. Uh, kids climbing. I think about kids climbing uh, the mountain 100 years ago or Civil War spies back in the 19th century, Native Americans from hundreds of years ago. You know, this is a natural feature uh, that's nearby. It's a mountaintop, and you can see for, for many, many miles uh, when you're up on the humpback rock. And it's going to be there for a long, 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 long time. As we continue in our journey through Matthew, we're looking at Matthew 23 and chapter 24, titled the lesson today, simply, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lordy, thank God, thank God Almighty. Originally written around Thanksgiving, the theme of thank you uh, is, is obviously in the title. And to set the stage for the lesson today, you know, Jesus is about to leave the temple for what would be the very last time. He had been there many times teaching, but this would be the last time. Now in the moment, the followers there didn't know that, but we can look and read and know that this, in fact, was his last time leaving the temple. So I'm going to pick up in Matthew chapter 24, starting in verse 1. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things, he said? Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. Now, he had been teaching for several days at the temple, and when he entered there the first time during the period, it was a bit of a, a tumultuous start. We look back at Matthew chapter 1, when he first entered here for the last time, uh, Jesus entered the courts in verse, uh, verse 12. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables and the money changers and benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. 
But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw such wonderful, saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting to the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants? You, Lord, have called forth your praise. And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, where he spent the night. Jesus taught many things during this time. Some are really hard, and we see many of them from Matthew chapter 21 through to chapter 24. Difficult things, hard things, some controversial, some inspirational, and some just hard truths. But we know that this is really the beginning of the end of Jesus' time on earth. Chapter 24, he's telling his followers about the disruption of Jerusalem that would come in 40 years or so. But then he says something very interesting to his followers in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. The building in Salzburg's, the building that I sit in now, humpback rock even, seems like Jesus is saying that these things will pass away, but his words will never pass away. My first thought today is titled Jesus Forever. And I start out with the title of the lesson, Thank You, Jesus. Thank you, Lordy. Thank God. Thank God Almighty. Think about that for a moment. His words will never pass away. What does that mean to you? What thoughts go through your mind that his words will never go away? This really echoes what Jesus had said earlier in Matthew chapter 5. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Not just Jesus. This was a sentiment that was always affirmed in the permanence of God's faithfulness. We see in Isaiah chapter 51, Isaiah writes, Lift up your eyes to the heavens, look to the earth below. The heavens will vanish like smoke, the earth will wear out like a garment, and its inhabitants die like flies. But my salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. And again in Isaiah chapter 54. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. And again in Isaiah chapter 40. The grass withers and the flowers fall but the word of our God endures forever. This idea isn't new, both in the Old Testament and Jesus is alluding it to it again, that his word will last forever, that Jesus will last forever. So if this is true, what does that mean for this? If Jesus is in fact speaking the truth, what does that mean for us? What does it mean for you? Well, to me, it means his words are always applicable. They'll never, they'll never be inappropriate to be obedient to. They will never apply to, uh, not apply to my life. They will always be applicable. They will always be available to guide us. I think they'll also always be the most important thing available to us. I can't think of one thing 
If what he's saying true, that heaven and earth will disappear, I can't think of one thing that will last forever besides Jesus's words. You know, whatever you're at, whatever you're doing today, that is so encouraging and something you can bank on and something you can, can think about and consider and meditate on. So I think we need to decide if his words are true or not. Some of these things that Jesus has said are important to us now as, as we uh, come to year's end at this recording, as we begin a new year. But regardless, they're applicable at any time. Jesus' words are always a guide. They are always applicable because they never will vanish. So I thought I'd come up with some of Jesus' hits. Now, these are the not his top hits, not his top teachings, but three different ones that might be applicable to you that you might find help, helpful. And I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 23, and verse, starting at verse 25, when he's talking to some Pharisees, and he says something pretty harsh. He says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean out the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. You know, some really hard words for the Pharisees that were there at the time. I mean, he just plainly called them hypocrites. He was being non just honest and genuine and true. And he had talked to them many, many times before. They were very clearly one thing on the outside, but inside their characters were totally different. You know, God expects us to be genuine, to be th through and through genuine people, to not be one thing on the outside and then another person on the inside, to not be one person on a Sunday morning at Sunday service and then another type of person on Monday morning at work. You know, these guys, uh, as Jesus addressed them, you know, they didn't pay attention to their sinful character. They never had any conversations about their sinful natures. They didn't help each other with real conversations about the things that, that they struggled with or the things that, uh, that they were involved with. And so on the outside, they appeared all full of, of, of wonder and, and dressed nicely. But inside... They were full of greed and self-indulgence. And Jesus looks at him and says, you've got to clean the cup and the dish on the inside, and then the outside will also be clean. In other words, you can't be different on the inside than the outside. And it's the truth, same for us today. As you think about uh, your life, your day-to-day, -day, your week, the upcoming months ahead, what character attributes are you thinking about growing in? What are the things that you want to address in your own life? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about something that you want to grow in? Because sadly, I think that was missing from the Pharisees. They weren't interested in growing their character. They weren't interested in becoming uh, a something other than a show for someone else. But Jesus says, you know, to clean the inside, to work on the character of our lives. If we want to grow, we got to dig deep.
Are you thinking about growing in loyalty, openness, maybe being kind to others, or maybe something else? Well, we can't actively clean out our dishes if we don't see the dirt inside. To change our character, to work on our weaknesses, to work on those areas that, that we know that we have room to grow in. We've got to look deep inside into our hearts. What are the seeds of, of, of maybe it's sin or the seeds of faithlessness or the seed of something that is, that is causing uh, a, a, an opportunity to grow and, and just being kind or to grow in your faithfulness or to grow in, in just uh, 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 your loyalty, faithfulness to God? What are those things that are stopping you? And let's address those things on the inside then the outside of your dishes will be clean too. In another moment, I love this scripture in Matthew chapter 17. says, Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, Why couldn't we drive it out? You see, they had been trying to drive a, uh, a, a demon out of a young, young boy, and they weren't able to do it. And they were a bit frustrated, and I think, like, why on earth, why on earth, God? Jesus, were we not able to drive this out? He replied to them in verse 20, Simply because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. It hadn't gone well for these Jesus followers they had the faith, they could have done it. It would have been done. But instead, they were just going through the motions, maybe the same motions that they had seen Jesus do himself. You see, the motions aren't the things that, that, uh, uh, that is the faith. The faith comes from within. The faith drives our motion. In this case, these guys were just maybe imitating the motions but not the heart inside. Their, their faith needed to come from much, much deeper place. So what about you? What is, uh, what is your lack of faith holding you back from? Where is your faithfulness hurting you? What success are you not achieving because your faith isn't what it could be? You know, this is applicable to all of us, regardless of how we think we've been. And that's a, just a beautiful thing about Jesus. He is a cheerleader. He is a coach. He's wanting us to be faithful. He is wanting us to grow. He is wanting us to be helpful to other people. He knows that you can do greater things, but it is often ourselves that get in the way. You know, if this is a true statement that nothing will be impossible for you, and keep in mind, Jesus did say that. Nothing will be impossible for you. If that is a true statement, man, we need to take a gamble on that. You know, I've said before about growing in our faith, it's just don't be a, don't be a, uh, don't just follow Jesus. A lot of people follow Jesus. We read throughout Matthew, through other Gospels, there was lots of people many times with Jesus following him. But instead of that, we need to be a follower of Jesus. 
Don't just follow him. Be a follower of Jesus and see his heart, see his life, and take a risk on the true statement that nothing will be impossible for you. Thirdly, in Matthew chapter 13, another moment where Jesus had some incredible words. In verse 44, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away, sold everything he had and bought it. Do you ever think about heaven? What do you think about it? What do you think about when you think about heaven? Where do you think it is? What color are the buildings? Are there animals there? What do you think the experience might be like? Would you like to experience that? A world where there is no violence. A world where there is no emotional heartache. Would you like to experience a, a world where there's no people looking down on you because of your gender or your color? A world where there's no hurtful things being said, no lies, no hate, no laziness. There's no greed, no factions. There's not even any losing teams, I don't think. No swearing, no ungodly reactions. No junk mail or spam phone calls, no politics, no divisions, no bad history. There's no mean people. And on and on and on. Yeah, these are the, some of the things that burden us. These are the things that kind of tie us down. You know, Jesus said the man sold everything. Not out of duty, not because he had to but because he wanted to do so. He wanted that field. He wanted that pearl. For us, it's the same thing. When it comes to Jesus, we need to sell everything. There's a lot of things we need to think about, a variety of topics that are on our mind. It doesn't mean we go uh, throw all of our thoughts out the window and, and just be a full-time minister Jesus person. Not at all. shouldn't be looking for some kind of a status within his church, but instead it's a surrendering ourselves fully to Jesus. Surrendering yourself fully to Jesus. That our aspirations and our goals, they move from what we want or what someone else wants for us, and they become centered on his desire for us. Is there something that you need to sell? An area of your life where you're holding back, where you're, you're holding in. A small portion of yourself. This is difficult to ponder, difficult to put into practice, and maybe even a bit confusing. But you know, it is so worth it. The kingdom of heaven is worth it. God is worth it. Heaven and earth will pass away, 
but my words will never pass away. That is a promise straight from Jesus. I wish Matthew would have maybe highlighted this, or if he could have underlined it or starred it somehow, maybe a, a little bubble on the side with an arrow. Like, look at that verse. Look at these words. Jesus said these things. Do you think of Jesus' words in this way? That they will last forever. When you read your Bible, when you hear spoken words that Jesus had said, do you think about his words never passing away, that they're always applicable, that they're always going to be with us? You realize that this is the one thing that will always be is Jesus' words. I hope you can find confidence in that. I hope that you can find some joy in that. But I also hope that you can find a higher call in Jesus' words, a higher call of faith, a higher call of intention in our lives a higher call in our direction. I hope you also find a security in that, that that is something that you can cling on to. It is such good news that his words will never go anywhere. They will never waver. His words will never change over time. They'll never become old news. As I said earlier, they will never become unapplicable. They will never be a waste of of our time never thank you Jesus thank you Lordy thank God thank God Almighty I hope that was helpful and if you liked it and would like to hear more please don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast and if you're in the Charlottesville Virginia area and would like to stop in and visit us at a Sunday service please send us a note or visit our website at blueridgedisciples.org for more information